0: To inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. And secondly, share experiences from tech entrepreneurs like you about what is required to create a remarkable software business and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. The guest on my podcast this week is Claudia Rademacher, co-founder of DAGA.
1: The passion is that you want to make a difference Right, in my, my personal mission, it is I wanted to make a difference in education, right? yeah, and certainly. help young individuals or pupils to obtain equal opportunities to learn and grow. We wanted to create solutions right, for teachers to obtain a better, but also a more honest and unbiased understanding of you know, the skills, knowledge and abilities of their students so that no one should be graded based on his or her last name, skin color, or in class behavior. More importantly, you know, like no one with special with a special need should have less opportunities to learn and grow. One in 5 has some form of special need, and if you think about that, if we stand still by that fact, then it is just unbelievable that we have come this far. Can you then imagine the need in just one classroom and and, and this can be made possible with with modern technology and pedagogy.
0: This is Claudia. She worked internationally with startups, scale-ups and international business development in various industries. She has worked as an assistant professor at the Stockholm School of Economics and the Stockholm Business School at Stockholm University. She did her doctoral thesis within customer media behavior and communication effectiveness. After her dissertation, she was awarded the prestigious Wallander stipend from the Jan Wallander and Tom Hedelius Foundation Handelsbanken. Her work in education inspired the foundation of Dugga in March 2015. Their mission? In every school, each child deserves equal opportunities and needs to be given the right to quality education. And this inspired me, and hence I invited Claudia to my podcast. We explore what's broken in today's education system where every single day individual students get still graded on other things than their actual performance we assess where the problems originate from and how by breaking the norms transformation of value can be created and what is required to do that in a way that people keep talking about by listening to this interview you will learn four things firstly what value we can unlock when we take bias out of the process secondly By actively seeking to break the norms makes it so much easier to create something remarkable. Thirdly, how, by thinking out loud, we can help to win the hearts of the most difficult and stubborn users and unlock your tipping point. And fourthly, why every team member should feel like a VIP for end results. Hi, Claudia. Thank you for being a guest on my podcast today.
1: Hi, Tom. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting way how this started, because I was watching television, Dutch television, and you were, <laughs> yeah, the topic of the television program, which was about <laughs> the story of your life. And that's how I got intrigued with the story of your business that you're running. Um, and hence, I re- yeah, reached out and invited you for this podcast. But before all, we, uh, we, your, your company is based in Sweden, a company called Dugga. We're going to talk about it in a minute. Before I start, I'm not sure whether you've listened to other podcasts that I've done before, but I'm always asking this one question. Okay. If you would have to def- define yourself as a, as a person or entrepreneur, what are the words that you would use for that?
1: Oh, one word or a few words? No, or a few <laughs> words. Okay. And that is, okay, then I can say few. And that is also closely connected to our core values. It's dream big and make it happen. That is something that has always been driven has been a driving force for me in anything that I do, curiosity, right? Yeah. And passion, I would say. Nice. <laughs> I can go on I
0: mean, though. <laughs> no, no, it's, that, that's good. That's, um, All right. I, I think I think dream break make dream big make it happen are are like the the foundational ones and the curiosity is is what makes yes. it happen.
1: Yes, that's true, Uh, and the passion, of course. Of
0: course, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. I mean, I've I've had a a recent conversation with a couple of my tribe members, and one of them was actually talking about the situation whereby a part of there was something happening in his previous company, and there was someone came that came to him and said, "Is this something that I can explore as a next evolution of the company?" Mm -hmm. And he said, "Well, I don't believe in this. It's not my passion. I don't think." I don't have a connection with it. It was, it was right. about data management. Oh, All right. So she, so she took the idea, started her own company, and a couple of years later st- sold it for about a billion to Oracle. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> and he said, good for her, because yeah. we could have never done it because we lacked passion. We
1: lacked passion. So that's mm-hmm. a
0: wise lesson to learn. So yeah, these are interesting words, and I, mm-hmm. I like that. Talking about that passion, what is that, that passion that you have?
1: The passion, I think, and you said it, that it's right, right? I mean, the passion makes things happen, but also it makes you wake up every day and continue, continue yeah. the dream, right? To make it happen. The passion is that you want to make a difference, right? In my, my personal mission, it is I wanted to make a difference in education, right? Yeah, and so how young individuals or pupils to obtain equal opportunities to learn and grow. So the passion is also in that to believe strongly in what you do, right? Because then nothing is seen as work, you know? And again, you want to help schools with the best possibilities for their students to learn. And passion is also, impo- is also very important because you have to love the journey. You have to celebrate the milestones, both big and small, right? And that keeps you going. And I think without passion and a little bit of craziness, you cannot really... Be part of a startup, or or even start a startup, right? And uh, every team member that that I recruit, I always say that. Well, remember, this is a startup, and a startup is not for everyone, and and, and that is just a fact, right? Yeah, true. And either you love it or you just can't stand it because there are no hardcore, solid rules or or, or processes that are. In the walls, right? <laughs> or established. Not and yet. together, you know, not yet. And, and you do this together. You create this together. And this is where team play comes in,
0: right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, so a little bit about that then.
0: <laughs> uh, you already alluded a little bit on the, yeah, the passion that you want to help individuals, students get right. equal opportunities and learn to learn and grow, which I like. Mm-hmm. So, so what is the big, what is the problem that you saw in the markets that uh, was crying for a solution like you've developed with Duggar?
1: Yes. So it's as you say, right? The, the mission is to help teachers improve quality in learning for each individual. And this for each individual, that is actually the focus here. And we do that through modern technology because we wanted to create solutions, right, for teachers to obtain a better, but also a more honest and unbiased understanding of, you know, the skills, knowledge, and abilities of their students. So that no one should be graded based on his or her last name, skin color, or in-class behavior. And mm-hmm. also, more importantly, you know, like no one with, special, with a special need should have less opportunities to learn and grow. And we can do all that you know, by combining pe- pedagogy and modern technology. You know, this, this special need, for example, one in five. Let's say you have a classroom, right? And one in five has some form of special need. And if you think about that, if we stand still by that fact, then it is just unbelievable that we have come this far, right? I mean, can you then imagine the need in just one classroom?
0: Yeah.
1: And 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 this can be made possible with with modern technology and pedagogy, right? So so and this is what we've seen.
0: What is actually happening to those people that if they don't re- receive the special need or mm. you're talking about... The tools. Objective assessment. Uh, right. The bias assessment. part. Yes. The problem at the end is much bigger because there's people mm. that have special needs, but then there are yes. also people that are just not treated in a fair way.
1: No, exactly. And we did actually studies, right, uh, when we have built our prototype, which allows for unbiased or anonymous uh, assessment of students. And we did it through all levels of education, Right and what we found was that amazing stories of teachers that they were so surprised that uh, when they conducted an uh, anonymous test or exam and then when the results came in they were really surprised that wow for example does annie that why did she get a, a d right and yeah. what about paul paul has an b you know and that is because as a teacher No matter how much you want to be neutral, the in-class behavior is still taken into consideration, for example. You know, like in-class behavior, for example, that is even neutral. It is not even connected to skin color or last name or or gender, right? In-class behavior can be very, can have much impact on how you are being graded. Not to generalize teacher, but it is a very human aspect, right that if you for example you think that Annie, she always have, has an a right or in the netherlands it's a 10 <laughs> yeah. right but today this time she doesn't really perform well then then as a teacher you might think oh maybe she doesn't has a bad day right yeah. or, or something she doesn't feel good so so you take into consideration the previous results and and behavior in class and of course you have in sweden for example and this is not not really. This is a fact. There's been a very national scandal and that they did an experiment that they turned in three different exams. It's the same exam, the same quality of, you know, answers, but the last name was different. The gender was different. And I think it was age or something like that. It was a different, the third factor. I'm sorry, I cannot remember, but it was three different elements, right? And they all three got different grades.
0: Let me make a small interruption here. Claudia just explained how a simple prototype can help you test a big hypothesis, and with that, help you solve problems that have global scale. It's demonstrating a key trait that defines remarkable software business. They master the art of curiosity, i.e. the urge to learn, to ask the right questions, in order to search for those cases that can break the norms. You can master these traits as well. One way is to simply read or listen to my book, The Remarkable Effect. You can find that on amazon.com. The other thing is to join the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission tribe to escape the echo chamber. Here you'll be surrounded by people that tell you what you need to hear rather than what you want to hear. And that's eye-opening. Check out if you're eligible at valueinspiration.com. Back to the interview. (laughs) Where it was was filled in by the same person. Exactly. So, so,
1: so, and this, this, uh, and this is not just one time. It is, it has been, it has been a big thing. And this is not just here in one country. It happens everywhere, right? Yeah, I can especially imagine. from our own experiences, right? My business partner and I, we've been working as a teacher and researcher at universities, and we found it out there. So we, we we experienced actually similar, you know, problems. Like it's really hard as a teacher in order to be neutral right or fair when you do not have the right tools so imagine when yeah. you, you you know you're a teacher at the university you have like 600 of exams like heaps of <laughs> so there's there's True. a factor yes and then you have to read through all the different types of handwritings yeah you know and and you're not your own stamina or your own condition is not always the same or it's not yeah. constant all the time so, so and, and this can all be made, how do you say that, this, this unnecessary stress and anxiety or, or, or bias can all be solved by digital tools, you know, and modern technology. Yeah. That is very amazing.
0: So, yeah, in, it intrigues me. I wasn't aware of a number of those issues, which makes me come to the next question. Like, what is the opportunity we get is right. If, if all, well, schools, universities start to use this type of technology, what, mm-hmm. what will happen to the people that come out of that,
1: right. So then, uh, you, and maybe even
0: it, even larger. Yeah. What will happen to society?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that we would democratize the quality of learning more. It will be more even. I think that when you give, provide equal opportunities to each individual, then already yeah. there you have, you know, how do you say, it? a liberation, and also, yeah. Yeah, of course, more competition, <laughs> but also equal. Op- just the fact that you can have equal opportunities just because you have a special need or you have a different skin color or whatever you know doesn't mean that you should have less opportunities just that feeling
0: exactly will create yeah it's sad that we have to it's Sad that we have to create technology in order to get that right because that, that word bias is coming up the last couple of years pretty much everywhere mm-hmm. in hr right. and now we are, now of course it's uh, this is an example of the learning part but right. imagine that you are that the, the whole your whole study you've been in a lesser position than the, the person that sits next to you. Mm. I mean, where do you end up? Exactly. So yeah, it's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. So good that you picked it up. So what strikes me always is like was there a special moment where you said, okay, now it's enough. We're gonna do something about it. So what sparked what sparked the idea?
1: Right. So besides my personal mission in life, right? That it was always to has always been to make a difference in education and schools, right? To help young individuals with equal opportunities and somehow to enable honest assessment. So so besides that, then when I was working and with my business partner then at, at the university, we felt that the that's when we experienced these huge problems, right? It came along with exams and all sorts of assignments. So we felt that the tedious administrative tasks that comes with assessing students were just taking not only away the joy of being a teacher, but also in somehow you know, somewhat the mission of being a teacher, right? Yeah. Being a teacher is you want to create dynamics. You want to, to grow and learn together with your group of students that you have in yeah, front sure. of you, right? And, 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 and to share knowledge. But then if all these tedious administrative tasks are in a way, it somehow becomes different, right? And you think more about the administrative tasks and to avoid excessive a stressful administrative tasks so we started talking and brainstorming on an alternative digital solution which yeah. at the same time could not only save time right or and be more effective but would especially benefit the students in in many ways so so this became the start of our vision so we conducted a study among colleagues and teachers from the whole countries of different levels of education and we found that we were not the only ones, right? That it was a common problem among teachers, students, and also administrators. So then we found that, and this is, this is the aha moment, <laughs> we found that 96% of teachers believed that marking and grading exams was the worst part of a teacher's job. And that should be improved, not only for their own job, but that they felt somehow of a, a certain type of guilt for not being able to spend more time for and with their students, right? And another finding was that up to 70% of a teacher's job consists of assessing students in various ways. So it's not only the worst part, but it is also taking up up to 70% of a teacher's job, right? So And yeah. then we realized we need to do something about this, right? And so we started building our prototype and applied for research money and we got funding and, and, and yeah, <laughs> we got several research fundings, and I can imagine.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, the funny was... thing is that that initially it starts from okay, let's solve this problem for teachers, but by solving their biggest problem, you also solve the biggest problem from the people they actually try yes. to help.
1: Yes, exactly. It's like win-win the, for everybody. It, that is the win. Yes, and yeah. their focus with the technology. Then, if, if the focus on that, right, you take away unnecessary stress for students, right? Then you also yep. take away unnecessary stress for teachers, schools, and administrators.
0: Magic. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, this is exactly why I do this podcast, to showcase these fascinating stories about the value we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. Well, here's an example of it. (laughs) So you started, I mean, that all started in March 2015. You told me before we started the podcast that you launched early 2018. What always fascinates me about that journey is what you did to the technology well, to deliver that remarkable outcome that you were hoping for. Mm. Have you got any anecdotes from that or anything that that you said, hey, this was an element that was so key to deliver what our promise was all about?
1: Right. Yes. So we experienced, now I I don't know if what I'm telling you now is something that you were hoped for, (laughs) but we realized there was a resistance, right? Because think about it, so many, many, many years Schools and universities have been conducting assessments or doing exams and, and, and yeah. scheduling exams paper with paper and pen, right? Yeah. And so people, so then we decided like, okay, who are the most resistant for digitalization of this, right? The solution to make this digitalized. And then we realized that there was a certain group of older professors sure. that were really against it and said, and then we tried to, then we used the technique thinking out loud. Right, So we put our prototype in front of them and I was sitting on the floor making notes and think out loud and, and see, you know, what would you like to change or what do you think of it? And this is the way we actually improved the product all the time. And for example, at the beginning, it was a lot of cursing and a lot of, oh, I miss my pants and I miss all my color pants because I really want to give feedback and so on. And this was many aha moments here. Like I want to feel as if it is a piece of paper. So all Uh these, all these feedback that we got, we have implemented it. And so that they feel that okay, I don't need to miss anything. In fact, I can do everything, plus much more with a digital version of it. So we always say this is not our product, this is your product. This is the product designed together with the teachers, the students and the administrators. That is it's really nice. I mean, it's really exciting <laughs> to have, yeah, to be
0: able well, to. I mean, they always say that you can have a great product and it can do everything that the requirements tell it to do, but if the mm. users are not adopting it, no, no, exactly. One, um, yes. You know, then it's like it falls flat.
1: Yeah. And so then what, when we, uh, yeah, exactly. That's true. Tom. I mean, so we realized that if we could convince those, that group of people, right, to rather go from the paper and pen version to the digital version as they go, then we have succeeded.
0: And yeah, that's funny as well because yeah. normally people go to their to their fans first. That people yes, exactly. that are already <laughs> telling themselves the story and that want to go there. You went to your most difficult customer.
1: Yeah, that was the challenge. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Why not? You know.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it rem- reminds me of my first podcast with Maurizio Vecchione, who is in the not-for-profit space, and he was talking about okay. the three A's: uh-huh. accessibility, applicability, and affordability. And it, right. he typically had that concept in order to develop and innovate right. for development countries. And he said, if you can solve their problems, mm. which are at the end the hardest to solve, you can solve anything here, All which right. is so true. And it yes. reminds me of that, that you mm. went the heart. Well, they always say that for good solutions, there's no shortcut. There's no shortcut. <laughs> at some <about> point, <laughs> you have to yeah. face real customer feedback and then otherwise it's, uh, it won't go far. Interesting. So from that whole process, were there any surprising byproducts that at the end started to make the difference for you?
1: Byproducts, actually, maybe integrations with Microsoft has been very, very meaningful. And especially during the COVID 19, right? Where blended uh-huh. learning has been, well, it's becoming the norm, right? And our solution, well, it enables blended learning both in class and remote learning and assessment. So, yeah. And once again, it's becoming the norm in education worldwide. And yes, with the COVID-19 and school lockdowns or restrictions, it's something that is very reasoned need, but also for the near future, right? I mean, I think that schools worldwide are now realizing not only the need, but also the benefits today and also for the future when it comes to blended learning. So we're really happy that we could help schools worldwide, you know, to continue with education, with our assessment platform, especially with the integrated solution with Microsoft Teams, because... That uh-huh. combination has, you know, like Microsoft Teams only in the first few weeks, they have grown with 12 million new yeah. users, right? And Crazy. And, so, and we were integrated with the teams. So, and, and that is then being presented as the solution. And, and that was pretty cool. I mean, we really thought, okay, we're doing something yeah. right then.
0: <laughs> and, and, so and tell, was... tell me about that, because that's about the growth story. I mean, it's fascinating, okay. of course. You, you start with your first... Go to market early 2018, you get 18, you get 19, then you get COVID. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, actually, I have to say, we started the company earlier, but we didn't become a real commercial. We didn't start to commercial, you know, to really become a commercial company before 2018, I have to say. Uh-huh. So, so before it was just the uh, pilot schools and testing schools, right? True. That were just using it. And so in that sense, yes, I mean, just started out as a research project, you know, and the prototype that came out of it, Earned a lot of attention, um, and many saw great demand on the market. And then, yeah, we grew just say uh, to a company offering a product. And today, we're you know globally, you can say. And it started with two entrepreneurial nerds <laughs> in, in the Sweden. basement yeah, in Sweden, basically <laughs> yeah so yes and now we have won the microsoft global partner of the year 2020 in education and it's Fantastic. just unbelievable it's just it's, it's unbelievable how fast
0: and in that yeah. period you grew to 70 countries
1: yes we were growing every day and yes it, it's ex, you know it's exciting times for for the whole team and I as i imagine. said you know you it's really important to celebrate, you know, small milestones, big milestones. But yeah, it keeps you, yeah. you know, the passion also alive. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, many people have said that COVID at the end accelerated digital transformation. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about it for 10 years. Nobody wanted to do that. Yeah. Everybody was talking about it. And now yes. it's just, it, it happened in weeks. And I mean, you, yeah. again, this yes. is a, a very good point on that, mm-hmm. where maybe it's also about, of course, there's nothing good about the virus. Of course not. But if it would have happened about, how do you say that, uh, if it would have lasted three or four or five weeks, this would never have have been there. And now people get used to it and they start to see what, yeah, what can be. And that if we ever get back to normal, we should keep a number of those good things.
1: Yes. I think that it gave us a really, you know, a lot of good insights on even, you know, even after the COVID, Um, it has also shown us possibilities. I mean, which is beneficial for the new normal again, right? Yeah, you're right on on that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Talking about that level of, I mean, talking about hockey stick. Yes. That growth. So what have you learned from that rapid growth that you've explored? Because I can suddenly, I mean, I can imagine that you're sitting there and that suddenly the whole world starts ringing you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was uh, actually, I, I have to say it's like this, an opportunity that is not, Taken or when you are not anticipating opportunities, I think that is um, an important key factor. I think that when you have the right team, and I think that that is also a very essential, you know, success factor. When you have a great team where you can anticipate, you know, like you take the macro and micro factors in the world and your environment, and 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 of, co- of all of a sudden this happens. It's also about reacting fast, right, proactively, but also you know, thinking ahead. So all of a sudden, exactly, we had this huge problem. This was a a world problem. And then you say, what can we do? What can we contribute? How can we contribute? That was actually more that driving force. How can we contribute so that kids cannot, you know, can continue their education? Because it was a panic. It was a big panic in the world. It was a sad time and it's still a sad time, but we are just smarter now. We we, we are more calm because we have learned. We're still learning, but (laughs) we also know the possibilities and it also makes us more human. It's kind of funny, right? Like the more we're digitalizing due to this crisis, we're becoming also somehow more human. I think that is the beauty of it.
0: Can you give an example about Hmm. how we have become more human as a consequence of the crisis?
1: Well, well, the digital, all this digital new media and so on has made that we are also using it in a different way, right? Yeah, that's true. The whole world is now calling their parents. (laughs) <laughs> more often yeah. i think and even everybody are are, are more creative and creating new ways in using these digital media channels right and the possibilities in order to beat loneliness right or helping people getting their groceries and so on i mean that is, i think that is amazing the new the new tools or apps that are popping up in order to help during crisis it's it's True. amazing
0: yeah exactly yeah, there's definitely a different way of starting to use it and in a more meaningful way. Correct. Yeah, that's good. So I told you about the fact that I wrote my book, The Remarkable Effect, that actually launched during, well, just before COVID. And I'm always interested when I, when I interview people on my podcast to get their perspective. What is that secret that you need to have or that you need to focus on in order to create a software business that people talk about? Mm-hmm. So any perspective from your end on that?
1: Yeah, I, I never believe in norms, right? So I always say Good. that you have to dare breaking the norms because that is actually what a whole startup is about. No one has ever written a book about your company, right? You have to make it. And yeah. especially when you're dealing with a new to the product, new to the world product, right? On a new market, a need that initially when you began, no one knew they needed, right? Or a product that, that no one knew they would need. And then going from, oh, we want it, right? We want your we need your product. So, but they're breaking the norms in many ways because building a company, again, from zero to one takes different skills and talents True. than expanding yeah. an already established company, right? Yeah. And that is, especially here, once again, you know, with a product that is basically new to the world in a rather traditional industry or sector, right? The educational sector, and I think that values of the companies, those are very crucial. And this is how you build your team, yeah, right? To become a solid team, like you win together, you stand together, you know, because then you can meet the challenges, you solve problems along the way and you learn and grow together. You know, values of the company are also a basis for new recruits, right? Decision-making, yep. new product development, partnerships, communication, etc. And I think also we were, I, I mentioned this passion that goes hand in hand, right, with the curiosity and continue, you know, the willingness to continuously learn, right? Yeah, to learn from that, not to to be depressive by one mistake, right? It's just it's an experience. What can we learn from them? Let's go on, right?
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> and, true.
1: Yeah, and that's then great. also, yes, but also to create a solid team means also that every team member should feel like a VIP for end results, right? That yes, this is our this is our thing. Right. And I think that is is key, you know, because at the beginning you are like a family. You are a family basically.
0: No, that's completely so and
1: and that is key. So I would say values, continuous learning, (laughs) daring to break the norms.
0: Yeah. I like that part. It's almost like a Venn diagram. They really belong together. Anything specific on the values that you have chosen for your company? And how do you live them?
1: Mm. Well, for example, inclusive. Right? We are equally important. I already said that, and that it takes many forms. As I said already, every team member is a VIP for end results, but also we believe in diversity to help grow our perspectives. We work for empowering each individual to believe in themselves and their capabilities, right? And this, when you have that as a value, you take that with you as a basis for new product development as well. Right. So that we're all equally important. So, so then decisions are very easier or easier to make. Is this contributing to this or is this adding to this value? Is it not? Well, then maybe we should not, we should take another alternative. So I would say inclusive is, is is a very important value. And of course it's dream big and make it happen. It's always a good value.
0: (laughs) (gasps) <gasps> yeah but these are yeah. all like, at the end the kind of values yeah. that, can, that you can connect to your customer yes because that's the person or the student or the teacher that's what, who you do it yes. for exactly
1: so, right
0: that's why it becomes easier for anyone in the company yeah to live the values because yes. they, they feel they contribute to delivering that vision
1: yes yes
0: so what are you most proud of achieving so far oh <laughs>
1: i mean i'm every day proud what am i proud of it's really hard to say. I mean I from a
0: from a school or from a university that is using the product or from a student maybe.
1: Oh yeah, we have you know like we have just yeah, we have many ways. I mean like it's uh, okay, let's take the students, right? They feel empowered with the tools that they can that they don't feel different, right? And that they feel empowered. That is a good word, I would say. Anecdote of, of students with, with, with special needs or or yeah. just anybody making a test just the test environment is already stressful right uh-huh. so they True. feel that they have less stress now during an exam and only that is for for us the whole team really you know a good feeling of okay that is great because we all know the stressful you know feeling during a, during any exam
0: and I still and dream it- about it <laughs>
1: nightmares right so if we can take away this 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 unnecessary stress during an an exam or or, or an assignment then yeah we should do that I think because it's not about that it's about learning right
0: exactly yeah Yeah. and if the focus can be on that and then you can can deliver your best work then everybody is contributing or is benefiting from this that's right yeah let me see yeah from everything that you learned so far Mm -hmm. And being on an entrepreneurial journey for some years now, from everything that you've learned, what would be an advice you would give to people that want to start something similar or have a dream like that or actually want to take their company to the next level but, but feel stuck? That feels stuck.
1: I would say if you are staying close to the end user, right, then you're very close to connecting the code. <laughs> you know, you have to be open, right, and learn and in our case, I have to say that the two founder, right? Me and my business partner, we, we have been the end user. Right? Yeah, and I think that is, a, that is our strength. Every time we are at an exhibition, for example, we love being there on the floor and talking to the end user because it's like our colleagues, right? Yeah, and this is where we get inspired. We, and we ins- hopefully we inspire them. <laughs> but, but it is just, yeah, we're just talking on the floor. And then we keep on doing that. We plan on keep on doing that. I think that is something that we love to do. And I think that is our strength, yes.
0: Yeah, that's where curiosity, of course, comes from. Yeah. Exploring. Yes. Yeah. So what is next for you? Where do you want to be with the company? Now, well, let's take it in in 12 months.
1: 12 months?
0: Hmm. Or 24.
1: <laughs> well, definitely, what's next? We're continuing our mission to take the global, basically. And we've only just begun. And we'll do so. Yeah, we're, we're on our way in doing so. And it's like... It feels that we have established now, even in international markets. But we, we, we also feel that we can finally work on our bigger vision and new product yeah. development, and that feels really great.
0: You know, so what is the bigger vision? That Can't is tell. coming coming up. Okay, we will we'll keep, <laughs> keep an eye. Out. That's a very good reason to have another podcast in, in one one or two years time. Then
1: yes, let's do so. <laughs> yeah. If I'll read your book the... first.
0: <laughs> well, maybe maybe that will help as well. Yes. Uh, So thanks for that. So if there's anything, anyone on the podcast listening to this, how can people that listen to this podcast help you? What, What would be a big ask that you have?
1: Well, I myself, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm also, remember, very curious. So I'm always open to ideas, collaborations, and working on the next. You said it yourself. What's next? Well, I'm welcoming always ideas. I love creativity, innovation. So, any idea, I welcome, and I'd rather, I welcome any discussion on it. So,
0: okay, we'll make that loud and clear on the podcast. So, right. where can people go to find out more about your company and to say hi to you?
1: All right, just go to digga.com, D D-U-G-G-A. U <laughs> G <laughs> G A.com. And yeah, there you find me.
0: Okay. So, that's also where you, where they can yeah, connect to you, your, yes. your, your partner.
1: I will be there. Perfect.
0: All right. Very good. Well, thank you very much, Claudia, for this inspiring interview. I like the journey that you've been to, through. I like the three words that you've used, or the four words that you've used to characterize yourself, and everything that was coming after that. That was very much in line with what you were talking about. Interesting journey.
1: Thank you for having journey. me, Tom. It, you know that <laughs> thank you very much for having me.
0: It was a pleasure, and this ends my conversation with Claudia. I hope you enjoyed it, and if so, please leave a review on iTunes. And if it inspired you, please share it with other tech entrepreneurs on a mission that you have in your network. Other than that, thanks for tuning into this podcast again. I had the honor to speak to Claudia Rademakers, co-founder of Dugga. As said, the goal that I have in this podcast is twofold. Firstly, to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. And secondly, Share experiences from tech entrepreneurs like you about what is required to create a remarkable software business and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. Before I close, I have two more comments to make. If you know other tech entrepreneurs on a mission that have a story worth sharing, please send me an email at ton.dobby at valueinspiration.com. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas. And that starts with you. And if you want to know more about my book, or you're interested in joining the Remarkable Effect tribe, please visit my website at www.valueinspiration.com. Thanks for tuning in. And you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast on iTunes or provide me with your feedback directly. I'll see you shortly on a new episode.